direction where she had about four roads in front of her. So she didn't know which way to go. So Alice looked up at that moment and saw Mr. Rabbit. And Alice looked up at Mr. Rabbit and said, Mr. Rabbit, which way should I go? And the rabbit replied, Alice, it depends. And Alice asked Mr. Rabbit, depends on what? Then rabbit replied, Alice, it depends on where you are going. Then Alice said to rabbit, I don't know where I want to go. Then the rabbit replied, Alice, then it doesn't matter which way you go. You see, when you don't know where you are going in life, you, it doesn't matter which way you are on. What matters is so you have to know where you are going before you know the path to follow. This is what this month of June is all about. This is what discovering your purpose, fulfilling your purpose is all about. So today I'm teaching on discovering your purpose, part two. I taught part one in service or the part one A or part, part one B or part two, one and part two. But this is the second passion or the second version of it. Discovering your purpose. Proverbs chapter 16 verse 4. The Lord has made everything for his own purposes, even the wicked for a day of disaster. The Lord has made everything for his own purposes, even the wicked for a day of disaster. A man by the name C.S. Lewis said, there are two kinds of people, those who say to God, thy will be done, and those to whom God say, all right, have it your own way. You see, when you want to know how special you are or the purpose of God, let's use the, um, the illustration of automobiles. You see that there are automobiles that are designed for speed. So they are called sports cars. But there is another one which, that is a towing vehicle. When both of them stand side by side, you will realize that they are two different automobiles. Because of the purpose that a sport car has. Its design is different. The shape is different. In fact, the tires are different. In fact, the, the, the lights are different. The features of a sport car is entirely different. But here is this towing vehicle. Sounds so big compared to a sport car. Not as gorgeous as a sport car. In fact, if both of them were to be in a race, by the time the sport car will reach 100 kilometers, the towing vehicle might have still reached 20 kilometers. Now, in life, we think we judge ourselves when we compare ourselves with other people. So some of us, will look, we, we say to ourselves, I'm a failure. Because somebody you finish secondary school with or university with, that person now has a car. The guy, your friend, is now abroad. In fact, you are not married, but he's married with two children or three children. He works for a big bank. You know, and you look at yourself, you are still not getting a job. You, you are still not married, but your friend has gone far ahead of you. And you conclude, based on how you look at your friend, that you are a failure. That is a mistake. You see, your friend may be a sport car by by God's purpose, but you are a toy vehicle by the design of God. You see, you must realize that you see a sport car may be fast, but you will never know the value of a toy vehicle until that sport car breaks down. Because when the sport car breaks down, then the only meaning, the only thing that can give meaning to that sport car when it breaks down is a toy vehicle. You see, the sport car is selfless, it's designed to be selfless, so it goes on its own, but it Towing vehicle is designed to be no a sport car is designed to be selfish. A towing vehicle is designed to be selfless. So you see, by design, a sport car is designed not to carry people along, but a towing vehicle at the end of the day. Success for a towing vehicle is how many cars I have towed today. How many cars have I been able to carry on my back? How many cars have I been able to lift out of problem? But a success for a sport car is how many miles have I been able to cover? How fast have I moved today? So you see, what success is for a towing vehicle is not what success is for a sport car. So a sport car, if a sport car not makes a mistake, to begin to judge itself by how many miles he has covered then that spot will always be discouraged and if no 
that towing vehicle will always be discouraged. And if a towing vehicle or if a sport car begins to want to tow a vehicle, you know, that sport car will live in perpetual frustration because it's not designed to tow. It's designed for speed. So that your friend has is married, your friend has built a house, your friend has achieved and you does not mean you are a failure. Because one day you realize that failure is actually, is not in how much you have achieved in life. It's whether you have fulfilled the purpose of God for your life. True success is fulfilling the purpose of God for your life. It's not in how much you have acquired. Because those material things will leave them behind. It's not in how much money you have. To be a successful person simply means you fulfill the plan and purpose of God for your life. Can you celebrate yourself? Say with me, I am special before God. So in life, you need to understand your design. In life, you need to understand why God made you you. In life, to be, to be happy, you need to understand that, you know, when I, saw, when I looked to my right here, I see uh, our, our sisters in the Lord that are twins. But even though they look alike, sometimes I, I have to look. There's a way I used to discover them. You understand? There's a way. You know, I can't tell, but I have to look. Maybe they, because I realize that somehow they, they talk differently. They, they, even though they look alike, they talk differently. So sometimes I have to greet them to hear the voice. And somehow their facial expressions, come, even though they look alike, but somehow there, there's a special, special expression that one has and the other. But even if you are twins, your purposes are different. So, you see, a, a, a twin can begin to make the mistake that, oh, look at my twin brother, look at my twin sister. You see, that you are twin does not mean you carry the same destiny. So, one twin may be the sport car, the other may be the towing vehicle. That is why the Bible says, he that compares himself with another is not wise. So, in life, your primary assignment is to discover who you are. Why did God make you you? Every one of us, we are special. Amen, somebody. What is purpose? Purpose is an anticipated outcome that guides or determines action. An anticipated outcome that guides or determines action, aim, or design. Anticipated outcome, in other words, what I would say is that, in other words, purpose is the intention that determines the attention an object receives. Purpose is the intention that determines the attention that an object receives. What it simply means that what you seek to achieve will inform the kind of design you put up. Our church, now we are building a two-story building. Because that is the purpose for that building, two-story building. Because of that, everything that is going into that, for almost one month now, if you ask what we have been doing, we have just been working on digging. They have been excavating sand. But if it was a bungalow, we would not have such a challenge. Would not, in fact, they've excavated so much sand that the only reason why they, they, we slowed down for almost two weeks now in that building project is not because that we will not have continued to build, but because we have so much sand that we need those sand to be pushed out and people have to buy them so that we can then have more room to dig more. But you see, you may look at us and think that one month is a waste. Because you, you are a bungalow. You have reached Linton level. Our purposes are what? Different. Number three, the reason for which something exists is done or created. Purpose is the reason for which something is, exists, is done. The reason for which something is done or created. Let me put it that way. The reason for which something is done or created. That is purpose. Or the reason for which something exists. The reason for which something exists. Now, let's look at us as human beings. What is God's purpose for your life and my life? Why did God create us as human beings? Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. And let them have dominion. The first thing, image. The other thing, likeness. And let them have rulership. Dominion means to reign as king, to be rulers 
over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Verse 27, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. Verse 28 again, see something in verse 28. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it. How is it going to happen? And have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that creepeth upon the earth. Now, when the Bible says, God, create, let's, God said, let us create man in our image and our likeness and let them have dominion. The image and the likeness of God represents the glory of God. That's the glory of God. So in other words, for man to reign, God placed upon him his glory. You know, when you see beauty, you cannot explain it, but when something is beautiful, you know that it is beautiful. There, is some, there are some special things that just makes that thing beautiful. That is the glory. That is the honor. So you see, God placed upon man something special. That when tiger saw man, tiger will know that, no, this one is not a tiger. Lion will see man and lion will say, oh boy, this one, they're different. Because there was something about man that made him stood out or that stands him apart from the rest of the animal. That was the glory of God. That was the honor of God that God placed upon man. And by that glory and honor, God then said, now you can reign as king. You can rule. So in Genesis chapter 3, when the devil then tempted man, do you know what? He came to rob man of that glory. He robbed man of that honor. And he robbed man of that dominion. But God sent Jesus back. You see, when Jesus came back, what Jesus did for us is that Jesus came to restore back to us our glory and honor to reign. That is why the Bible says in the book of Revelation that God made him to be king of kings and lord of lords. Who are the kings? You and I. Who are the lords? You and I are the lords. He is the lord of lords. He is the king of kings. Do you understand? So whenever you call him king of kings, you are referring to him as a king and you and I are the what? The kings. When we call him lord of lords, you and I are the lords and he is the lord. So follow me now to Matthew chapter 4. Let's look at the temptation in the wilderness. Matthew chapter 4, verse 8. Again, the Greek word for the word again there is pale. Pale, which means to wrestle. To wrestle. In fact, it's from the root word balo, which means to trust. To throw a thing without caring if it falls. So you are wrestling by pushing. So why is the devil so violent with Jesus here? Why is it? Because if it was an ordinary temptation, it, it, it would not be violent. It was a violent wrestling. Because you see, this temptation is about to reveal to man his purpose. So God sent Jesus. The purpose of sending Jesus is to restore man back to that lost position. To take from the devil, legitimately take from him what he stole. So the devil sees Jesus right now as someone who has come to restore. So before Jesus could die on the cross, he came to want to tempt him, to make him fall again. So what he did before, he's trying to do it again. So the Bible says, again, which is in terms of he engaged in wrestling, parley, with me to wrestle, to truce, the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. He was advertising glory. In fact, now let's move to Luke chapter 4 to continue that story now. Luke chapter 4 to continue that story. I went to Matthew chapter 4 just to let you see the word again. To let you know that it was a fight that was taking place here. A fight. So Luke chapter 4 verse 5. Then the devil, a devil, the devil here, the word is diabolos. And if you check, another word, the English, another word for the devil in English word is a traducer. 
traducer and with the one who makes a false or malicious statement about someone in order to cause humiliation or disgrace so whenever the bible the, the scripture introduces him as a devil is that is the attribute or the character of the one who speaks in order to in, in order to humiliate disgrace a person so i don't know whether you have been there where you begin to have this voice speaking in you that you are a failure you are good for nothing you are a way that's the voice of the devil whenever you hear that voice you are a no good you look at you your life is useless you see he's he's making mockery he's humiliating you he's disgracing you he's trying to pull you down that moment you need to address him as a devil because you know that this is the voice of the devil trying to humiliate disgrace and pull me down do you understand what i'm saying now so the traducer in english word for the devil you know began to speak to jesus and what was it what was he saying to him he said he taking him up to a high mountain showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment verse six and the devil the traducer which you know humiliating statement is about to be made now he was about to disgrace jesus he's about to make a malicious statement right now so let's see the malicious statement he's about to make he said to him all this authority and dominion in other words all this dominion all this authority i will give you it was trying to mock jesus because i know why you are here you want to restore he said but you don't need to go to the right channel he said i am here to give it to you because i know that god sent you here to get this thing back for me so i came to remind you that i have defeated your ancestor adam the first man i, I have defeated him before so this is this is now a mockery statement so I'm trying to help you understand the kind of statement, malicious and humiliating and disgraceful statement that the devil, a traducer, is making to Jesus right now. So when he said to him, all this I will give you, he's trying to refer back to Genesis. That I, I fought Adam and I took it from him. But now I know that, oh boy, we are fighting right now, but I can give it to you because I am the champion. I can give you this belt because... And what is it for? For this has been delivered to me. It was delivered to me. Do you see the humiliation right now? Is somebody following me? Is somebody with me? Hello? Hello? Pick your call. Receive your call right now. Are you receiving your call right now? Good. Let's go forward. Good. So, for it has been delivered to me, and I will give it to whomsoever I wish. My people will say, I wish. You see, so he said, I will give it to whosoever I wish. All right, verse 4. Therefore, if you will watch it, what does it say? You will do what now? What did he say he needs to do to get this dominion back? What is it that worship we give to Jesus here? What is this worship going to produce? Look at the content. Let's go back to verse 6. And the devil said to him, everybody follow now. All this authority I will give you, and the glory of this has been, and their glory, for this has been delivered to me, and I will give it to whomsoever I wish. Therefore, if you will worship me, worship before me, all will be yours. What are the things that will be his? What are the two things here? Huh? Go back to verse 6. Look at it. What does the devil want to give to him? Bible student, let's go. What, does the, what is the devil promising to give to him now? Authority and what? Glory. I think you need to come and preach next Sunday. Authority and glory. Dominion and glory. Now look at, he said, I will give it to you. How did he say he will get it back? How did he say he will get it back? Worship. So that means worship is a special thing. That means worship is the exchange of glory. Worship, anything you worship shows whom you are giving glory to. He said, if you just worship me, you are going to get this glory. You are going to get this dominion back. It was delivered to me. In other words, Adam worshipped me. He worshipped me. Verse 8. And Jesus answered 
and said to him, Get behind me, devil. Is that the name Jesus called him? Look into your Bible right now. Everybody look there. Which name did Jesus call him? But you know, he started out as devil. Why did Jesus use Satan? Let me give you an instance like I said in the first service. It's like Mr. Macaroni appears before you and tries to market. Say, you know what? If you give me 100 Naira, I will give you 200 Naira. If you give me 200 Naira, I'm going to give you 10,000 Naira. If you, if you give me 10,000 Naira, I will give you 1 million Naira. And, uh, and you looked at Macaroni and said, 419. You didn't call him Macaroni. But you call him what? In our own parlance here, you call him what? 419. Now, whenever you call someone in the Nigerian contest, a 419 is calling someone a scammer, a thief, a fraudster, a dubious person. There is a reason why you use that name because right now you see this person as someone who wants to rob you of your legitimate income by advertising lies to you as truth. So when Jesus used the word Satanic or Satan, evil people, what do you call it? What do you call it? Evil people. Where are evil people? Equesu. Wow. Equesu. So you look at this. Equesu. Acquire evil people. What do you call him? Ifone. Huh? Ifone. He fought. He fought. He fought. Okay, if it's from Macquarie, you have to put the accent. He fought. So they called him He fought. You're about what do you call him? Eshula Giriyoko. Amen. So Eshu. Say, Jesus did not call him devil, but he called him by another name called Satan. Now, if you investigate in your Greek concordance, the meaning of Satan, it actually carries one major meaning. One that opposes the purpose or the acts of God. One that opposes purpose or the acts of God. An opposer of purpose. So when Jesus looked at him and said, Satan, there were two times, or there are two times in the Bible that the same word, get thee behind me, Satan, was used. And if you go and use, find that in those two places, the next place is Matthew chapter 16, you realize that there was something that needed to be done and Satan came to oppose that purpose. When Peter began to say to Jesus, you will not die on the cross. He used the same word, get thee behind me, Satan. For thou severest not. In other words, you don't value the purpose of God. You are the type that opposes the purpose of God in every man's life. So get thee behind me, Satan. So anytime you say Satan, you should know that actually he's referring to that demon, that evil spirit that comes to oppose the purpose of God for your life. He's fighting you so that you will not amount to what God wants you to amount to. He's trying to manipulate and adulterate the everything that God has placed in you so that you will use it for something else and not what God has destined it to be used for. So you must learn to, whenever you are struggling to fulfill the purpose of God for your life, as you discover that purpose, need to address him as Satan. Don't just call him devil. Say, Satan, now I know that you are the one opposing this purpose of God in my life. Is somebody with me? So what is it that Satan was fighting? So Jesus then ended that passage by saying, you shall worship the Lord your God. And him only you shall serve. So worship and service here will always birth two things. Our worship and our service is supposed to bring glory to God. And is the key to also reigning as king. 
So when we worship God, remember is the king of kings. Worship is not singing. Worship is a lifestyle. Worship is anything you do with the to, to express your love for God. Worship is not a slow song or a fast song because Adam that worship God, Abraham worship God, they never sang a song. Worship is the way you live your life. You know, in a lifestyle that express the love of God. A lifestyle that express the appreciation to God. So, when you live your life to express the love of God, that is your worship. So, how you live your life, your lifestyle is an expression of worship. That is why at the root of every sin is a loss of glory. The Bible says, for all have sinned and fallen short of what? The glory of God. Anytime we commit sin, do you know what we are doing? We are just taking the glory that belongs to God and giving it to the devil. That is what sin is all about. Sin is simply glorifying the devil above God. Refusal to give glory to God, that is sin. Now, what is our purpose as human beings? We are talking about the general purpose of God. Our purpose then is this, to bring glory to God. Our purpose as human beings is to bring glory to God. That is our purpose. God created us, conferred his own glory upon us, so that we live this life to bring glory to God. Now, in order to bring glory to God, God placed in you some things. He placed in you skills. He placed in you talents. He placed in you ability. And he gave you spiritual gifts when you became born again. So your ability, your talents, your, your, your gifts, what I call the stag, skills, talent, ability, and gifts, stag, all right, are all instruments of worship and service to bring glory to God. Now, this is where it gets interesting. In the world, people have thought that skills, talent, and abilities, and gifts are for money making. So you see that when we wake up in the morning as a singer, as a lawyer, as an accountant, as a footballer, as whatever, that skill, that talent, that ability, one thing is on our mind, we want to make money with it. If all you do is to make money with your skills, your talent, your ability, and your gift, you have failed God. You have failed God. Because when God gave you those things, money was not his view. Money is an earthly reward. For those things, the eternal purpose of every skill, talent, and gift is to bring glory to God. So, if when you live your life, all you do is to, to boast that you have made money with your gift, with your talent, with, you have failed. That is why the Bible says you cannot serve God and money. In the world, all that matters for our gifts is money. People think they are fulfilled when they make money and they can't the money, money. But you see, they realize that at the end of the day, if all that you have made is money, you have only worshipped the devil. Because that is why it's called mammon. But you see, you are worshipping God if you can boast more than money. That you have earned, your, your ability is earning you more than money. Your gift is earning you more than money. Your, your talent is earning you more than money. And I will give you some instance. A man called Joseph. God gave him the special gift of a dream. He had the dream. You see, by Tuesday, so that's what I said, don't miss, don't miss Tuesday service. After this Father's Day one from the next Tuesday, we are going to understand, we are going to be teaching what are gifts, what are abilities, what are talents, what are skills. All of them are different things. And they play different roles in our life. But I will specialize on abilities right now. But I want to quickly talk about gifts. Joseph had the ability of all he had was gifts. Now, let me say this before I explain to you. To really tell you how special you are. This is your third existence. Don't be shocked. 
you've existed in three worlds. Two worlds before now. This is your third existence. Follow me now. You are meant to exist in four different worlds. You lived, if you are in this room, you have lived out three. It remains one more for you. Every human being exists in four realms. The first realm you have lived is in your father's loins, where you exist as a semen in the testicles of your father. You were there all alive. You had his DNA, you had everything. When the time was up, God called you forth from your father's loin and you entered into your mother's womb, another world. You were also real in that world. You were as real. That is why you see that babies keep in their mother's womb. You are playing. You enjoy. You, you, even though without Eba, you were so happy. You were only living on fluid. You grew bones. You, your brains developed. Everything. You were happy in that world. But that world was for a special time. It was for a period of time. When that time was up in that world, you came out. And you came into this third realm called the earth to live among people like you. You see, there is a purpose God did not keep you in your father's loins. There's a purpose God did not keep you in your mother's womb. There's a purpose God brought you forth in this world because you came into this world because in those other two worlds, you were living for yourself. But in this world, you are supposed to live to glorify God by serving others. Your purpose in this world is not to live for yourself. Your purpose in this world, right? You bring glory to God by using your stack for the benefit of others in a way that glorifies God, not to make money. In the other two worlds, you are forgiven when you are not interacting with people. You are forgiven even when you are just, you know, soaking in all the water in your mother's womb. God had no problem, but God have a problem with you. When you have entered into this world and all you can do is to live for yourself. Your, your skills, talent, abilities, gifts, you are not using it to benefit others. Your shape and design in this world is such that you can only find fulfillment when your stack is being a blessing to others and bringing glory to God. So Joseph understood this. One gift he had was dream. And when he got into Egypt, he realized that even though not everybody can dream the way I can dream. And this dream, I will only find fulfillment when I use it for the benefit of mankind and bring glory to God. So you see, as a dreamer, when he appeared before Pharaoh, I want you to look at Pharaoh as your office, as your career destination. Joseph got there, knowing fully well that whatever I have, must bring glory to God. So in Genesis chapter 41, verse 15, and Pharaoh said unto Joseph, I have dreamed a dream, and there is none that can interpret it. And I have heard it say of thee, thou can understand a dream to interpret it. Look at verse 16. And Joseph answered, Pharaoh say, it is not in me. God shall give Pharaoh an answer of Peace. Put Joseph as a doctor. He's approaching a patient. He knows that I am a medical doctor. Not everybody can be a doctor. The reason why God has placed me in this medical field is to bring glory to him using these abilities. Abilities are the natural things you do with ease. Abilities are those things you, you find easy to do without struggle. Ability are the things you love doing that even you don't need to be paid for. If they wake you up, you will do it over and over again. You were born with those abilities. It, it's God's gift. It's part of what's supposed to make you reign in this world and bring glory to God. You worship God with your ability. You, you serve God with your ability. Even though your ability is one of the means where, that God has given you to sustain you in this world, but that sustenance is ultimately to bring glory to God. Joseph took that gift. And each time, Pharaoh pointed to his gift. If he was not preaching that you need to be born again. You see, it's not everywhere you need to say people need to be born again. 
See, this is one. It's not everybody can be a pastor. Not everybody can be an evangelist. But as an admin in that your office, as a secretary in that your office, as a nurse, as a teacher, as an accountant, you see, that's fair. That's fair. Is your own church. Is your own field. You operate there with the mindset that God has put me here to bring glory to him. By the time, is it verse 25? And Joseph answered unto Pharaoh, The dream of Pharaoh is one. Then look at it. God had showed Pharaoh. Joseph, Pharaoh said, I have a dream. But look at how Joseph is introducing God. He said, It's God that showed you the dream. He said, God has showed you, Pharaoh, what is about to happen. Verse 32. And for the dream was doubled unto Pharaoh twice. It is because the thing is established by God. Do you see how he's representing God in that field? In the palace of Pharaoh, who are you representing? You get to your office Monday to Friday. You are using your ability to earn money. But nobody knows you as a Christian. No mention of God. You've not even, you've not even gathered people to even advertise God. You see, as a computer engineer, I knew that every customer that walks into my office, when I was really practicing, I see them as an opportunity to win them to Christ. So even though we are doing business, ultimately, I am having passion for your soul. I have met with billionaires. People think that Banana Island is the richest island in, in the uh, built place in the world. There's another place, I've forgotten the name, honestly speaking, because one of the rare admirals in Nigeria, in one of the top three, Dorian Abacha or Babangina, came to my office one day. He said, by the time I feel, you came to buy a computer, but you see, I'm fixing your computer, all right? I know that this skill that God has given to me is not just to make money. I have never thought about making money alone from you. I will make money and go after your soul. So one way or the other, whilst you are talking to me, I will use computer to explain God to you. You see, we will start with politics. You see, I, I learn a lot of current affairs every day to be able to interact with the bourgeoisies and the elites of this world. You see, so by the time I am talking with you, I remember by the time I finished talking with that man one day, he said, come to my house. That was why I realized that there are houses that you don't need gatesman there. Everything is on your phone. The remote control, the AC, the gate, everything, you open it. In fact, that, that, that estate, every house are just as tall as uh, whatever. Everybody, you can't enter there. Because everything is been just pure electronic. You know, by the time the man looked at me, I said, are you a pastor? Mm -hmm. I've had about five, rich, when I mean, see, honestly, between you and I, I'm talking about billionaires in Nigeria. One of them is still my friend today. The last one, that refused to acknowledge me as a pastor. I said, this one, is, when, when you met them, maybe like 20 billionaires in Nigeria, it should be one of them. I've, been, I've known him for about 10 years now. But, you know, he didn't know me as a pastor. We, we, it makes a lot of, I make a lot of money for him. But I said, no, there is a reason why God gave this man to me. It's not to make money. God will send him to somewhere else. It's to give him God. Recently, when I told him, you know, I introduced one of my staff to him that, no, I'm no longer in computer business. That was last year. Now I'm going into full time. And he said, no wonder. You know, he could not believe that I will walk away from his money. Because this man alone can make six months, we can make six months profit in one transaction from him. He alone, if you don't have any customer, just have him patronize you for one year. You are still okay. Because when iPhone comes out, he alone can buy 20 iPhones, release an iPhone today. He is the kind of person that says that when they are releasing iPhone, he will come and say, John, can I get that iPhone the same day? So because of him, sometimes I will go to America, wait until they release iPhone. As they are releasing the iPhone in US, I'm buying it, shipping it to Nigeria because he wants to be part of the first set of people. And I, So that is my business every year for him. Go to America, Release by uh, working as they are releasing the iPhone, buy it, send it by whatever means, let it get to Nigeria that same day. That is, and it will pay any amount. But I remember starting and saying, You know, things have to change now. You know, I'm into full time, so this is the person that will be representing me with you. And he said, No wonder. One day, somebody went to go and say something to him. He said, I don't know, but that guy is a Christian. He's a Christian. Now he calls me pastor, he doesn't call me by my name anymore. Why? Because you see, 
In my making of money, I realize that my purpose is not to make money in this world. Every ability I have is to bring glory to God. The question is, what are you using your ability for? Finally, a man called Daniel. Daniel chapter 2 verse 28. Everybody, let's look there. Daniel had the gift of being an accountant. Daniel was an accountant. He was an administrator. Those of you who are admins, you are the Daniels of your industry. You are an administrator. You are, you are an accountant. You see, you have a mentor, the person of Daniel. Daniel chapter 2 verse 28. But there is a God in heaven that reveals secrets and make it known to the king Nebuchadnezzar what shall be in the latter days. Thy dream and thy visions of thy head upon the bed are this. Verse 47. That the king answered unto Daniel and said, Of a truth, by the time Daniel finished doing business with Nebuchadnezzar the king, look at what the man said. Of a truth, it is, it is that your God, of a truth, and said, of a truth it is, that your God is a God of gods, and a Lord of kings, and a revealer of secrets. Seeing that thou couldest reveal this secret, and verse 26 of Daniel chapter 6, Daniel chapter 6 verse 26, I make a decree that in every dominion of my kingdom, men tremble and fear before the God of Daniel. For he is the living God and steadfast forever. And his kingdom, that which shall not be destroyed, and his dominion shall be even unto the end. Verse 27. He delivers and rescues, and he worketh signs and wonders in heaven. This is an unbeliever king talking about the God of Daniel. Who had delivered Daniel from the powers of the lions? Verse 28. So this Daniel prospered. He was making money. But he was making his God known. He was making money. He prospered. But you see, he won that system for God. As you go into this week, your purpose is to bring glory to God. God gave you those abilities. You see, if you are a teacher, God, you know, I told my wife told me, say, I'm not in the school to make money. I've seen my wife witnessing to her parents. I've seen my wife praying for children. Uh, uh, one day they brought a special child to enroll in my wife's school, and she said she realized that this is her purpose of going into the school business. He says it's not to make money. So as she sat with the child, you know, she 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 began to counsel the mother. The mother began to cry because she realized that this woman will be going through a lot with this child. And by the time the woman finished, the mother said, "Thank you, thank you, thank you." Beloved, that industry of yours, you are the light of God there. God gave you this ability not to make money. You can make people laugh. You see, make them laugh and get to heaven and not go to hell. Imagine we have more comedians who fear God. Imagine we have more actors in Nollywood in Nigeria. Imagine we have more Christians in politics. Don't you think that Nigerian policy will be better? But today, you know when they caught some children in Abelkuta the other day? They asked, how did they learn ritual? The, the art of ritual said through Nollywood. You see, people promote evil more. Most of us who grew up watching, uh, uh, what was it, Father Yololo uh, and all those abijas. At a point as a child, I know, I go on the good way, I go on the shikidi way, I go on the shikidi way, I go on the shikidi way, I go on the You see, they were actually reorientating us. Where are those who have the acting gifts? We are going after money like the people in the world. And they are promoting the kingdom of darkness. Where are the Christians who enter that industry? The only thing they are thinking is money, money, money. I, I watch Aladdin. My children were watching Aladdin. My wife just went, do you know the Aladdin? They were actually teaching children to have sex. Aladdin cartoon on my children's tablets. You see, the, the guy was putting the three-year-old cartoon. They, they were removing pants and going behind one place. And I said, You cartoon self is not saved anymore. Do you know why? Because the people who are using that their ability, they are children of darkness. And the children of God in that industry, they enter that arts industry. Instead of saying that this ability to draw is given to me. To promote the kingdom of God. They too enter that industry chasing after money. 
and at the end of the day, the God of money is ruling the world. The Christians are no longer seen in politics. They are no longer seen on Monday to Friday. In our offices, no fellowship there. No, the devil is having upper hand because we've forgotten that our ability is to ultimately bring glory to God. Your purpose is not to make money. Your purpose is to glorify God. Stand to your feet with me this morning. Lift up your voice and talk to God. Lord, help me to fulfill my purpose. Lord, every, I thank you for the abilities you have given to me. I thank you for the, the talent you have placed. I'm sorry if I've not been using it to make a difference in this world. I'm sorry if I've not been using the, the abilities you have given to me to glorify you. Lord, I am here. I, I want to make it. I'm going to make a difference in your industry. You may be a lawyer. You may be a doctor. You may be a, you may be an accountant. You may be a teacher. I want to make a comment. I'm going to make a difference for God. I'm going to use my ability to bring glory to God. You may be a driver, but you can drive and bring glory to God. You may be a rider. You can ride and give glory to God. Everything God has given to you is to bring glory to Him. Live for His glory. There is a reason why God made you special. is to bring glory to Him. Talk to God this morning. Oh, let God be glorified in your life. Let God be magnified in your life. As we go back to the world, we are the light of the world. We are the salt that is missing in Nigeria politics. You are the salt that is missing in your industry. In that arts industry. In that music industry. In that, in that, in that football industry. In, in, in that teaching industry, whichever industry you are, God has placed you there to be the salt, to make the difference, to turn people to God, and I want to make a commitment, I'm going to live for God, I'm going to serve God, I'm going to promote you Lord in all that I do, lift your voice and talk to him this morning Lord be glorified oh be glorified in Jesus name we pray now, this morning, I want to rededicate your abilities to God. See, you can make people laugh. Not everybody can make people laugh. They called you a talkative, but there's a reason why you can talk and others cannot talk like you. There's a reason why you are quiet and not everybody can be as quiet as you. I want to talk to God, Lord, every ability you have given me, I'm committing it back into your hand. Use it for your glory. Every ability you have placed in my life, I'm committing it into your hand. Use it for your glory. Can you lift your voice and talk to God? Make a commitment and talk to God. Every ability you have given to me, I am committing it back into your hand. Use it for your glory. 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 All my abilities, the natural things I find easy to do, the ability to organize people, the ability to create things, to make every ability, Lord, use it for your glory. Lord, here is my life. I am committing it into your hand. Use every of my abilities. Satan, I refuse to worship you with my abilities. I refuse to serve you with my abilities. Lord, use my abilities for your glory. In Jesus' name we are praying. All that's bad, all eyes closed. If you are here, you are not born again. You don't know Jesus. The first step in discovering your purpose is to surrender back to your creator. He is the one that has made you special. Is the one that has made you to be you. So this morning, if you are here online, wherever you are, you want to give your life to Jesus. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. It is time to make things right with God. So this morning, I want you to come to the cross by surrendering your life. God does not create you to perish, but he created you to have everlasting life. So wherever you are this morning, if you want to give your life to Christ, maybe you are joining online. I just want you to place your right hand on your chest and say these words after me. These are words of faith that will bring a turnaround to your life. Now say these words after me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I acknowledge with all my heart that you are the Son of God. That you came into this world. You died for my sins. You were buried and you rose again. Today, Lord Jesus, I open the door of my heart to you. Please come into my life. 
and be my Lord and my personal Savior. Wash all my sins away with your precious blood. I surrender my life to you. I surrender the totality of my being to you. Jesus, Son of the living God, have your way in my life. Use me for your glory. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus, for washing away all my sins and for saving my soul. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you pray that prayer, still place your right hand on your chest. I want to pray for you. Heavenly Father, I thank you for those ones that have come to acknowledge you as the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. Lord Jesus, I thank you for those ones who have opened the door of their heart to you and asked you to come into their lives. Wherever they are online, offline, in person, Lord Jesus, I ask that this one should, I commit them into your hand. Let them be rooted and established in your kingdom forever. I pray for you that you have entered into a season of growth. Now receive the grace to follow Jesus. Receive the grace to grow in power and in might. In the name of Jesus. Father, thank you because your name is being glorified in their lives. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Now I pray for everyone under the unction of my voice. Oh Father, we, we are sorry for the way. We have forgotten you and worship the devil. And we have allowed Satan to pervert your purpose in our lives. Today we take back your purpose in our lives. And I pray for everyone, oh God, that from this day we will live to bring glory to your name. We will live in such a way that we will glorify you with everything you have placed in our lives. In the name of Jesus, we pull down the idol of money, the idol of materialism, and we say, Father, be glorified in our lives. Thank you for all our abilities. And Lord, we thank you for every abilities you have placed in us. Now, as we go forth in this way, we ask that your name be glorified even in our abilities in the name of Jesus. Oh Lord, I pray as I send for this, your children into the world. World. Let them go and be the salt in every field you have placed them in, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Oh Lord, captains of industry that are here, let them take over that industry for your name's sake, in the name of Jesus. I pray for you that your life, your talent, your abilities will bring glory to God in the name of Jesus. Your abilities shall no longer be perverted. But your ability will be the light of God in your industry. Amen. Father, I thank you. In Jesus' precious name, we are praying. Shout a louder, amen. amen.